Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Would you please sit down? Christians are victory people, positive people, not negative people. The old 1662 prayer book used to start every communion service with reading what was the riot act of the Jewish nation, the Ten Commandments, and they were all very negative. Thou shalt not have any gods but me. Thou shalt take the name of the Lord. You shall not do this and that. This morning we've already had Jesus' summary of, of that. Jesus said, you shall do something positive. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and you shall love your neighbour uh, as yourself. Having said that, I, I must now say that I don't particularly like the book of Lamentations. And I'm the second preacher in a series of three uh, sermons on, on the book of Lamentations. It is a, a, a sad book, a, a depressing book. It's a book of lament. That's, that's what you would expect to find. But there are bright spots in it. And as such, I guess, it, it figures um, our whole life. Many people believe that the book of Lamentations of the prophet Jeremiah's lament after the destruction of Jerusalem by the, the Babylonians with Nebuchadnezzar, uh, their, their leader. And this happened to the Jews because of their disobedience in God. 586, I think, years before uh, the birth of, of Jesus. The very thing that Jeremiah had to prophesy about during his ministry had happened. I think that Jeremiah was a very sensitive person who deeply loved his people and he didn't like having to pronounce judgment on them because of their sin. This is very similar to today. People don't like to be reminded of their sin. Romans 8 tells us that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the, of the glory of God. And later on, that all of us will have to face the just judge. And so all of us need to repent. And from time to time we can see reaction to these facts on our social media. Jeremiah found himself in all sorts of trouble and people today who post posts on social media telling people to repent find themselves in all sorts of of trouble, but I'm not going down that track this morning. God's words to Jeremiah were like a, a fire in his heart. And he was obedient to what God was asking him to say. And the people didn't take any notice. And now, this is what had happened. 
He sees the city of Jerusalem in ruin all around him. Solomon's wonderful temple. When it was blessed, it became the dwelling place of God. It was desecrated by foreigners. It was looted. It was destroyed. Just as God had warned the Jews through uh, Jeremiah. Now, very loosely translated and oversimplified, Jeremiah's message is simply turn away from God, turn away, turn away from your sins and turn back to God or else. Now, like most of us, I've had my times of lament. We all do. Times of, of regret, times of sorrow, times of pain, times of frustration. As well as these, the great times of love and joy and peace. They're the first three fruit of the Spirit that we read about in the uh, epistle reading this morning. I'd love to go down that track, but I must get back again to, to this uh, a book of, of Lamentations. One of the things that helps me when things get tough is to look at the Psalms. Someone was saying that about a third of the Psalms are Psalms of, of lament. But David, who wrote, I believe, most of those, is brutally honest with God. He doesn't pull any punches at all. In the Psalm that we read this morning, David's actually questioning his soul. I don't know whether you've ever done that or not. He's talking to his soul and he's saying, Why are you so heavy, O my soul? Why are you so downcast? Why are you in turmoil within me? I've been a few, through a few times like that, and I guess most of us have. You're very fed up and upset. David answers his own question by saying to his soul, put your hope in God, for I will again praise him, my saviour and my God. In the midst of all his depression, he looked to God. And when I remember to do that, I find it's a great help to me as well. One of the more classic Psalms of Lament, Psalm 44, it's a long one, I won't go right through it, but David's saying, I'm crushed. I'm facing death all day long. I'm surrounded by enemies everywhere. I'm like a sheep to be slaughtered. And then he says to God, wake up, <laughs> help. That's a rough translation again of, of the actual psalm. Rise up and help me. Have you ever shouted at God in your prayers or argued with God? I have, I'm afraid. <laughs> and I'm beginning to learn at this stage in my life, just beginning to learn that it's so much better in every way when I allow my Jesus to win th those arguments. It's taking a long time. 
I know that in every congregation of this size, although we're a bit light on this morning, the congregation of this size, someone will have come here this morning with wonderful bubbly feelings of joy and full of thanksgiving and praise to God for all the wonderful things that he keeps on giving to us. But on the other extreme, some of us will have come here this morning with very heavy hearts in turmoil, just dragging ourselves here, reaching out to God in desperation. But most of us, most of the time, are between those two uh, extremes. I've been told that today, the 30th of June, the last day of the financial year, is a day when a number of people are being made redundant, not just on the Gold Coast, but everywhere in Australia. Tomorrow, they won't be required to go to work. We face all sorts of issues in our life on this earth. Financial issues is one of them. Bereavement is another. Health, all sorts of different health issues from time to time. Relationships within families, within groups, within communities. Kids. I still worry about some of my children then I realise that the majority of them are grandparents in their own right. I think, well, maybe they do know something about what they're up to. I still not, still worry about them, but that's, that's me. A new one is addictions. People are suffering all sorts of addictions today, and so we could go on. So for a lot of us, the last thing you want to hear when you come to a, a church service is a reading and a sermon on lamentations <laughs> but there are bright spots in it lots of bright spots and the reading that I chose for the first reading this morning I like that the contrast in the that passage here's Jeremiah sitting in the midst of the ruins of Jerusalem it's been completely and utterly wiped out by the Babylonians He's sitting in the midst of the ruins of Jerusalem, the city of peace. And he says his teeth have been ground into the gravel. Some translations say his teeth have been broken in the gravel. The picture of a, perhaps a soldier's boot on his head, grinding it into to the dirt. He says he's forgotten what health is like. He doesn't remember being at peace. Happiness has long since left him. His thoughts are of wormwood and gall, two very, very bitter substances. And then he says, my soul is bowed down within me. A reflection, I think, of that, that psalm. But then, then hope returns in spite of the circumstances. 
Jeremiah looks away from all his miseries and he turns and looks at God and hope returns. Do we do this? Do I do this when we have the miseries? There's a wonderful verse in that passage this morning from Lamentations, verse 22 of chapter 3. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, or the great love of the Lord never ceases. Do you believe that? Do you know that? Do you understand that? The great love of the Lord never ceases. That great commission in St. Matthew's Gospel, the end of St. Matthew's Gospel, Go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and I'll be with you always to the end of the age. I will be with you always to the end of the age. And there are times in all our lives when we need to remember that. And that theme's picked up again in that lovely gradual hymn that we sung. Through many dangers, we go through all sorts of dangers, through many toils, through many snares, people set snares in our way so often, traps, sometimes we walk straight into them, sometimes we can dodge around and avoid them. Through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far. I find that very comforting, very uplifting. His grace has brought me safe thus far. And if that's true, then the next line of that hymn is true. His grace will lead me home. And as Christians, our citizenship is in heaven. But back to that verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. And it continues, his mercy never comes to an end. They're new every morning. God's mercies are new every morning, every new day. Occasionally I get to walk on, on the beach in the early morning, mainly in the summertime, not this time of the year, but uh, the tide comes in and the tide goes out twice a year, uh, twice a day. And uh, when the tide's out in the early morning, there's no breeze, not many people about, the beach is just completely, beautifully <laughs> unmarked. And then I look back and I see my footprints in the sand <laughs> mucked up the beautiful, uh, pristine nature of the beach. Perhaps a seagull will come and wander along, leaving its little footprints. Or a dog will come and try and catch the seagull. Children come and build sandcastles and so on, and very quickly the beach is all messed up. But then the tide comes in again, and then the tide goes out. That's something like our life, our spiritual life, and what happens when we do repent and God forgives us 
uh, our sins. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And to me, that's the, the height of this book of Lamentations. It's a tremendous verse. The closeness, the power, the love of God for us, his creation. But what a difference that change of direction of thought makes. To bring Jesus into any situation immediately changes it. Even something as simple as saying grace before a meal, even if you're eating by yourself. What, five and a half seconds or something? You can say a beautiful grace. What happens is that we remember God's presence. He's with us all the time, but we forget. And when we do something like say grace, then we remember his presence with us. Perhaps we might go on and remember that he's paid the full price for my sin, something which I, I couldn't possibly do for myself. Perhaps we might remember that he's promised that he's going to be with us forever. We're going to share eternity with him. There's another verse to that gradual hymn, Amazing Grace, uh, the we didn't sing this morning. It, it goes uh, 10,000, when we've been there, 10,000 years, bright shining like the sun. That's just the beginning. God loves us with an everlasting love. And we tend to forget this just too easily. There's a pattern in the Old Testament and the New, and I think we take that pattern in our own lives. It's like life is a circle. When things are going well, happy, bright, God loves us, we're making decisions according to his plan and purpose for us, then we get busy and we forget to talk to him and ask him permission for things and gradually we go down and down, away from God. But then at the bottom of that decline, in desperation we turn back to God and we start to climb out. And it's in this turning back to God and climbing out that spiritual growth happens, wonderful spiritual growth and then we go up again and we're talking to God and ask about all the things that are happening in their life. We're referring to him. We're doing what he wants us to do. And we get busy and we don't have time to pray or ask him. And we go on and down we go again. And I've seen that happening in my life, as my spiritual life, as well as in the life of the, the nation of Israel. So I see in this book of Lamentation, God saying to me that as a Christian, I've got to trust God with my future, whatever he has in store for me. Trust God with all my future, 
There's an old-fashioned hymn that we used to sing years and years ago. It starts off when we walk with the Lord in the light of his... Um, light of his... Oh, thank you. <laughs> you do know it? Good. All right. And the chorus then. The chorus at the end of every verse. That, that little chorus. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. So I'm going to finish now as I, as I began. Christians are victory people. Christians are powerful people. Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, Rabina, and to the uttermost ends of the world. And just one line from St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.